The Leader brings you the best of the Evening Standards interviews, news and analysis every day at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. The chairman of Tory mayor candidate Sean Bailey's campaign has written for The Standard about London's crime problem. Crime is clearly the mayor's biggest failing, and that is the biggest area of public concern. Greg Hans has also spoken to our City Hall editor, Ross Lydell. How will the Conservatives overcome Sadiq Khan's big lead heading into the election? And Music that they have probably heard, but not probably... Uh, discovered where it's come from, where it's originated from and like the influence it has on Londoners. The Museum of London's opening its own record store to celebrate the city's links with dub reggae. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the Conservatives are attacking Sadiq Khan's record on crime as the London mayoral election approaches. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Greg Hands, the former government minister, has been appointed as Tory mayoral candidate Sean Bailey's campaign chairman, and he's written in The Standard about what he sees as the city's need for a mayor to relentlessly bear down on crime, just like Rudy Giuliani did with the zero-tolerance approach that cleaned up New York in the 90s. Our editorial column says it's going to be a hot issue in May's election. Past contests have focused on things such as housing, clean air and transport. They will be important this time. But there's no doubt about the biggest issue, crime. The Conservative candidate, Sean Bailey, is making a strong case. The story of 2019 will be a record amount of homicides in London. That's individuals devastated, that's communities afraid. He grew up on a council estate near Grenfell Tower. He founded a youth charity and advised the Prime Minister. He knows the dangers of gang violence. Of course, Londoners will want to hear what Mr Bailey's actual plan is. He'll need to do more than promise to crack down. 
stand he'll face a serious challenge from other candidates, such as Rory Stewart. The most important thing to address it in the short term, to bring violence down immediately, is to get the policing right. He says he wants a lot more police on the streets. He'll need to explain how he plans to do that. The man who holds the job now, Labour's Sadiq Khan, also says he has a plan, at long last backing a public health approach which works with young people. But he'll have to defend a record that has seen crime rise. We're invested in dealing with the root causes of knife crime. That means invested in facilities for young people. Whoever comes out on top, London needs action. Our City Hall editor, Ross Lydell's interviewed Greg Hands for the paper, and he's with me now. Ross, we're going to dip into your dictaphone to hear what Greg told you, but is crime where the Conservatives think Sadiq Khan is the most vulnerable? Yes, crime is definitely the number one priority for Sean Bailey and his team, and the reason's quite obvious. There were 149 homicide investigations opened by the Met Police last year. That's the highest in 11 years and they think that Sadiq Khan's record on crime is simply not good enough and his weakest spot, and that's what they're aiming at as their number one priority. Which is what Greg Han said to you in that interview. Crime is clearly the mayor's biggest failing, and that is the biggest area of public concern. And he's called for a Rudy Giuliani-style relentless beating on crime, hasn't he? That's right. You know, people who are following American politics just now will know that Rudy Giuliani is currently Donald Trump's lawyer and he's rather embroiled in controversies, shall we say. But back in the 90s, uh, Rudy Giuliani was a sort of groundbreaking mayor of New York and he and his police chief, Bill Bratton, uh, brought in this approach that was known as broken windows, which basically meant that by cracking down on graffiti, violence, broken windows, litter, and so on, it removed what they believed to be the environment for more serious crime. And the figures do seem to show that concentrating on the small things did help to prevent the bigger things happening. So Greg Hans, in a piece for the Standard's uh, pages today, talks about to the success of Rudy Giuliani and essentially echoes that sort of approach. We're talking about violent crime, burglary, we're talking about robbery as well. You know, we're not talking just about gang-related uh, knifings in inner London. We're talking about London's crime problem uh, across the board. It's worth saying as well that Sean Bailey has spoken about an enthusiasm to crack down on crime already. Last year, he came up with the idea of what he called Operation London Ceasefire, which would be an approach from sort of day one of becoming mayor, where he would essentially call in all the known troublemakers, those with criminal records or those known to be uh, known to the police, shall we say, and basically saying enough is enough, stop this now, uh, we're not going to put up with it. This is something that was done in Boston. It was trialled when Boris Johnson was mayor in London in Lambeth. Uh, with less obvious success. But uh, the whole approach here is that Sean Bailey, uh, Greg Hans and his team believe that crime is a weak spot uh, for Sadiq Khan. And of course, Greg Hans was born in New York, so he has some experience of that city and some knowledge of it. But of course, this is, this is London. It's not New York. It's a different city. Sadiq Khan is quite far ahead of Sean Bailey. I think it's about 22 points. Is that recoverable? Greg Hans thinks it is. He said four, four months, months is a long time in British politics. You know, a lot can happen in those four months. I think Sadiq Khan is very vulnerable. Um, he's somebody who has got a terrible track record on delivery. And he's somebody who, in four years, 
uh, has simply not delivered for London. Quite whether that scale of deficit can change uh, in the run-up to May would be a surprise. The most recent poll was at the end of November by Queen Mary University of London, which had Sadiq on, I think, 45% and Sean Bailey on 23%. The benefit of the mayoral race is the unusual way that essentially it comes down in the second round of voting to just two candidates and people's second preferences then count as well. So, for example, if somebody voted Lib Dem or for Rory Stewart and then chose Sean Bailey as the second choice, should the Lib Dem or should Rory drop out, then those votes get added to Sean's total or Sadiq's total. So there is that sense of things being unknown, but it's quite unusual in any previous race. I don't think it's ever been the case where somebody who was second in the first round then leapfrogged to become second at the end. So it's a very big ask, but uh, Greg Hans, you know, he's a good person to have on board for Sean. Uh, He's really quite an effective campaigner, both locally and London-wide. He's been a former cabinet minister and he does give the sense that he's going to add a degree of sort of rigour and welly to Sean's campaign. Uh, It's not, he's not out of the woods yet, but it's a tough ask. You mentioned Rory Stewart there, who we had on the podcast earlier this week. Is that an unknown quantity for Sean Bailey's campaign? I think it is, and the concern for Sean Bailey would be that uh, natural Tory voters across London may be tempted by Rory Stewart uh, and therefore potentially the Tory support could divide to some extent between Sean Bailey and uh, Rory Stewart and therefore leave Sadiq Khan out ahead. It's, it's really hard to measure at this stage. There's only been one proper opinion poll so far. What will be interesting in the next month or two is essentially whether Rory Stewart's recognition amongst normal Londoners rather than just the political class or the media class if he starts to cut through and people understand who he is and what he stands for uh, that could be a threat to Sean Bailey but as it stands just now Sean's vote amongst typical or sort of the heartland Tory vote has been holding up modestly well And you can read Greg Hand's article in the newspaper or find it online at standard.co.uk slash comment Next We've done a few recce's and looked at record shops and I feel that we need to do it justice. The Museum of London's Terry Delawal Davis talks to the leader about the city's connections to dub reggae. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
there are plenty of stories about London's record stores closing. Here's one about a very special one opening, at least for a bit. The Museum of London has built its very own recreation of a music shop to celebrate the city's connection with dub reggae. You'll be able to walk around, browse the stacks, even buy the vinyl and learn the story of how important London is to the scene and how the music has influenced the city. Its curator is Terry DeLaval-Davis, and she joins me now from the museum. Terry, dub reggae obviously didn't start in London, but it's had a huge influence here. Yeah, definitely. When people came over from Kingston, Jamaica, when part of the Windrush, I think little record shops um, started springing up, because it wasn't only just record shops, it was like a place of community, a place of hearing from stories back home. We've also been working with the Rastafari movement, so we've had an element of the spirituality of dub reggae and where that comes from. And it, um, they've been quite influential in how we've thought about the display. So you now get to create, inside the Museum of London, your very own record store, Terry. That must be a dream come true for you. Yeah, uh, when I've told friends, they don't quite believe that that's my job at the moment. Um, so yes, uh, we've done a few recce's and looked at uh, record shops and we're, we're highly influenced and I feel that we need to do it justice as well because we are recreating a record shop, but it's not a record shop. It's, we're telling the story. We've collected stories from all those record shop owners and we want to tell their story through a record shop. They have the opportunity to choose their, their 10 tracks. So we've got, I think, about 100 tracks um, where it enables any visitor to come in, look at the tracks, and choose them and ask them to be played. So we will have like volunteer uh, record shop owners uh, who will hopefully DJ for, for us. We've also got um, uh, Popper Face who uh, will be not only playing tracks, but he will be uh, selling records. So you have the opportunity to buy them as well. And will you, as a curator, be getting behind that till, Terry, and, and doing the classic record store thing of going, that, that you don't want to buy that music, you want to buy this one? Possibly. I am a bit like that. I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak, so I, would, I, would, I hope that I will influence people. Um, but it's the idea of having the opportunity to, to influence uh, a broad range of people in music that they have probably heard, but not probably uh, discovered where it's come from, where it's originated from, and like the influence it has on Londoners, um, which I, I think is, um, I've played quite a few tracks and I didn't realise how many I actually knew. So it's not just about club nights, it's about community, uh, family, and the roots of, of, of the dub reggae, especially in London. And that's the leader. Subscribe to your podcast provider and please do rate and share us too. Also try out our audio news bulletins. You can get them through your smart speaker by asking for the news from the Evening Standard. The leader is back tomorrow at four.